Though sharing experiences, individuals inevitably possess unique perspectives, molding their interpretation of events, providing insights into their own flaws. By studying the textual conversations between Plath's collection of poetry, Ariel, with Hughes' collection, birthday letters we bear witness to the subjectivity of the past. Plath reflects upon societal pressures and the manifestation of these in relation to her marriage. In contrast, Hughes' poetry responds and provides insight into their relationship, revealing his ignorance and naivety towards Plath's issues, portraying her as both victim and catalyst. Viewing these texts in tandem and Sue's audiences to revise their narrative in a postmodern light, providing a more sophisticated insight into the way their issues manifested. Platt's confessional poetry, specifically, A Birthday Present, epitomizes her attempt to come to terms with her anxiety and depression, framing her identity and truth of her life through her art, reflecting her postmodern literary context. W. Within this poem, Plath presents brief moments of relief and clarity, alluding to her opportunity for rebirth and release through death. This dissonance is evident in her contrasting of, clouds are like cotton, evoking a sense of gentleness, to the harsh and toxic, carbon monoxide. Herein Plath exposes the manifestation of her internal strife, a result of societal expectations of women, comprising of subservience to men. Given the confessional nature of her poetry and Plath's personal context in this reading, the repeated pronoun you alludes to Hughes as a direct oppressive force. Plath's audience are hence made privy to her inner demons, as she asks, What is this? Behind this veil? Is it ugly? Is it beautiful? The motif of a veil symbolizes Plath's desire to disguise her issues, a recurring concern throughout Ariel. The juxtaposition of ugly with beautiful reinforces this vulnerability. Her obsession with and fear of the veil, the veil, the veil is interrupted by a brief moment of enlightenment within the truncated, if it were death, alluding to Plath's discovery of peace through the finality death offers. Plath's profound account of her struggles facilitates an engaging interpretation of events both in and out of her marriage. In response to Plath, Hughes, Fulbright scholars, reflects the difficulties he experienced expressing his reality in reference to their relationship and her psychological and emotional strife, thus creating his own narrative. This ensues a re-evaluation of events as Hughes responds to Plath's struggle with her veil. As a result, an audience receives two disparate accounts of the one marriage and are made privy to both sides of the story, as well as the ramifications such experiences have upon Hughes as an individual. In the text, Hughes recounts his initial naivety and ignorance, Plath's Veronica Lake Bang blinding him from the turmoil behind her veil. Plath's facade of perfection catches Hughes' eye, as he immediately noted her long hair, loose waves, attention to detail that serves as a testament to his love for her and alludes to her beauty which Plath herself evidently failed to perceive, as expressed in A Birthday Present. Although, this tone of admiration contrasts to the cold tone of the truncated statement, not what it hid. Hughes hence reveals his initial superficial view of Plath, reflecting, I was dumbfounded afresh by my ignorance of the simplest thing. The superlative, simplest, 
alludes to Hugh's revaluation of his time with Plath, as he reflects on the extent he supposedly misinterpreted her. Privy to this, his audience made aware that his poem in its entirety, possesses a sour tone, as they note the ace and Eton used in Hugh's description of her exaggerated American grin for the cameras, the judges, the strangers, the frighteners, a line which purports falsely alluding to Plath's facade of excellence and beauty. In doing so, Hughes praises and critiques Plath for effectively concealing her identity, providing additional insight into the relationship between the individuals, transpiring a reassessment of the past. Just as Hughes begins to ascertain insight into Plath's demons, so too does Plath, and audiences are made privy to this journey, as she proceeds to construct her own narrative. The arrival of the B-Box portrays her heightened understanding of her position as she explores the root of her issues and the role of her father's death in her struggle. Plath's use of bees represents her endured suffering, and the clean wood box symbolizes her attempt to contain and suppress her. Moreover, the adjective clean implies the impurity of her thoughts. However, this symbol subsequently turns into one that is sour, indicative of her desperate attempts to preserve her beekeeper father's memories, prolonging the impact of the issues this process inflicts upon her. Plath struggles to seek control and consistency in her bees and her life, as she concludes, I am not Caesar, the truncated statement elicits hopelessness against her anxieties. This produces fear and confusion, as she rhetorically questions, how can I let them out? Referring to her bees, representing her turmoil. This presents her as a perpetual victim, due to her inability to flee from her profoundly ingrained anxieties, which lead her to resolve that death is the solution to her problems. A concept evidence in her confronting conclusion, they can die, I need feed them nothing, I am the owner. This is nevertheless ironic, as she is acutely aware of the influence of her anxieties upon herself, although elects to leave them unresolved, a concept which fascinates audiences through its paradoxical and curious nature. Correspondingly, Hughes, the beat god, delves into the intrinsic details of Sylvia's bees, as he attempts to make sense of Plath's inescapable loss and tragedy, Hughes confronts Otto about the impact his absence had upon Plath, reconstructing and redefining the narrative. He furthers the metaphor of a veil through wedding imagery, for as he lifts the veil, Hughes is exposed to the truth that lies beneath. He uses concealment imagery to highlight the inherent obsession with her father. Your veil, your gloves, I never guessed a wedding, implying he was oblivious to this influence. Hughes continues to shift the blame to Otto's influence, claiming, When you wanted bees I never dreamed it meant your daddy had to come up out of the well. Despite his ignorance, Hughes ultimately conveys Plath as both a victim and a catalyst for her suffering, a perspective aligning with that of a disillusioned Plath. Likewise, Hughes' account of their story evades from any responsibility. He depicts Plath as both a casualty and cause, as bees planted their vaults alluding to her emotional turmoil, Hughes appropriates from Plath's own writing, 
whilst references to planted in plaque consolidation, hence indicating that Plath's emotion cemented her fate with her suffering. This echoes Hugh's dire perspective of its inevitability thereby, encouraging a revisionism of the truth through a close study of Hugh's birthday letters in Plath, Ariel, audiences are introduced to the dynamic within their work which effectively portray the extent of which individuals may possess differing views, biases and knowledge towards the one story. Subsequently, we are highly engaged with, and educated on the reality of the relationship of the two poets and their struggles and triumphs as individuals and as a unit.